107 of the Generation Game Podcast. Holy crap, I almost forgot to say there. <laughs> it's, been, it's been so long. It's been like about a good week since our E3 stuff. Well, yeah. two weeks if you want to count the the episode padding that we did for <laughs> the last yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, but it's just since we actually haven't recorded, it, it, it feels like it's been a month, but it's only been about two weeks. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, we are back uh, with new content to talk about. Um, not a lot has happened news-wise. Not a few things, but major since uh, E3, but we're still here mm-hmm. to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. I, oh, I'm yeah. Tyler. I don't even know how to introduce myself anymore. <laughs> I'll start a podcast. Wow, I'm out of whack. But we have Jack, as you can hear. He's laughing. What's up, buddy? Hell, man. Not too much, dude. I've just sort of been having this sort of like... Uh, I think it's like either a sinus headache or whatever the hell it is, but... Uh, other than that, though, I've been doing all right. You know, I have been playing some bit of games and stuff since, uh, <laughs> you know, since E3 stuff. Because I've been so excited. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Jake's not here this week. Um, he has um, possibly other things going on. Uh, sounds like they're a lot better than what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can't say it though. Uh, <laughs> but since uh, we you were discussing games you've been playing. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's All right. What games have been playing in the last couple of weeks now? Oh, man. Man, it's been such a long time since we actually got a chance to, you know, talk in depth of what we've been playing. But, uh, yeah, I've been playing a little bit of the game Earthbound Beginnings, which was released a, a few weeks ago, actually, during Nintendo's uh, Sunday pre-E3, like, uh, Nintendo Direct that they had. And uh, i got to say right now, it the game is really hard in terms of, like... Uh, in terms of difficulty, not so much gameplay-wise, because this is a classic type of Earthbound sort of experience. It's like a turn-based like RPG. It's basically set up like a battle screen like for uh, Dragon Warrior, or Dragon Quest, as a lot of people know it as. But uh, what's what strikes it as really interesting and a little bit like apart from those games is... One, the, the, the creatures that you face throughout this game, it, it could just... It's just kind of weird in a sense where... You're not, like, facing, like, goblins or demons or something like that. Well, I don't know if there's any demons in this, but, uh... But... You're facing off against a lot of, like, random wild animals and people who've been brainwashed and all this other stuff. Like, for example, you could possibly beat up on crows, beat up on, like, uh... You know, like, a rogue type of dogs and stuff like that. And you can actually beat up hippies, too, which that's kind of <laughs> funny. And, I know it's an actual enemy inside this game. In the original Earth, you know, in Earthbound for the Super Nintendo, they are called the New Age Retro Hippie, which, uh, it's basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's some dude, like, some dude, oh, like... you uh, didn't know? <laughs> he kind of looks like a road dog, but, uh... <laughs> but what's hilarious about this, though, he has, like, long red hair, kind of like, uh, kind of like the dreads or something, like a big old full mustache and stuff like that, like a beard. He's got this little peace logo, like, on his headband and all this other stuff. And uh, what's kind of hilarious is, Earth in Earthbound Beginnings, he has an attack, a special attack, where it's called Bullhorn. And every time he uses his Bullhorn attack, he shouts, and text, like, pops up, like, on the bottom of your screen, saying, Hey, your mother is calling you! And, uh, if it works, he actually can, uh, decrease your attack by, uh, at least about 12, maybe, like, 15, like, attack points or something like that, oh. if, uh, he ends up, uh, actually doing it. But... So far, he has not even remotely come close to hitting about, like, I would say maybe 25% of the time. Like, I've played the game for a couple hours. He's only hit it, like, about twice. 
And so every time he fails and stuff like that, your character is like, oh, man, he wasn't convincing at all. You know, he makes you angry and stuff. And if he makes you angry, your attack actually goes up like about 20 to something points. Nice. <laughs> and uh, you get to like just beat him like with two shots or something like that. But uh, other enemies I've come across, there is this particular area like uh, when you first start off in the game. Just like in the like Earthbound inside the Super Nintendo, you start off grinding your character, just leveling up, getting stuff. It took me a while to actually figure out how to equip items, just because it doesn't have a simple. Oh, hey, there's an equipped option. No, for in order to equip like weapons and certain armor or something like that, you use the command use, which uh, that kind of threw me off a bit, like I said before. But. Uh, so, yeah, I've used things like plastic bats, like wooden bats, and stuff like that. But, uh, there's a part inside the story where you go to the cemetery, right? And you're basically beating up on ghosts, beating up on zombies, and just using all this various other crap and stuff in order to save this girl that's gone missing in the cemetery. Like, <laughs> you know. Because uh, the mayor does not want to go and even remotely investigate, like, the issues there and at a zoo or whatever the hell. But uh, where I left off was uh, I had just got done finishing up like uh, the zoo area, which I gotta I gotta admit it's probably one of the hardest sections I've played so far because you get to fight against elephants, tigers, and like freaking gorillas and stuff like that. <laughs> and uh, if there if you don't use an ability that you've learned through like grinding, like say if you don't grind and just try to go into that area, you're gonna get your ass kicked because these creatures are like five or maybe ten levels above you. And yeah. so the the trick is about these earthbound games, you got to grind early and learn a various amount of techniques. Like for say, I've already learned like about seven, maybe eight techniques, and I've only like at level ten, maybe level eleven. But what's useful about them is you can learn things to boost up your defense, boost up your offense, you can hypnotize, like, creatures and stuff like that. Although the hypnotizing feature maybe only works about a quarter of the time, but, uh... But, yeah, the story begins when... with, uh... This character by the name of Nenten, which is kind of funny because it's it's sort of short for Nintendo and that other type of Easter egg shit. But, uh, you start off in your house, right, and you get woken up in the middle of the night... By uh, strange goings on and stuff like that, so you jump out of bed and immediately you're attacked by a lamp. <laughs> this is gonna be spoilers for the first like maybe like hour or so of the gameplay here, but yeah, you're attacked by a lamp. You beat your you beat this lamp to you know smithereens, <laughs> and uh, you basically help your family and stuff out and stuff to where you clear out a poltergeist that was uh, basically controlling your uh, house, you know, your family's house and stuff like that. So, basically what it is, is you going on a major adventure and stuff in order to, uh, well, basically clear out what the hell's, what weird stuff has been happening all over your, uh, town, all over the general area and stuff. And, uh, what you've end up kind of, like, figuring out along the way, which I have so far, is, uh, there are certain aliens, they're called Starmen, where Starmen, they're under the control of this one big bad guy called Gygus. And uh, with Gygus, he's this big old like alien type of like an overlord or something that just wants to enslave the Earth and stuff like that. You don't even have to like uh, play Earthbound Beginnings to know that because even in the original Earthbound, the beginnings and stuff like that, it just just shows in these big like uh, that cinematic like little you know screenshot or something before the game begins. Like uh, Gygus is like you know controlling this and controlling that. 
But uh, anyway, so far, after playing a couple hours of uh, Earthbound Beginnings, I gotta admit, though, I'm really enjoying my time with it, even though I have no idea where the hell I'm going, what I'm going to do next, because it hasn't really hinted me where to go next. The only thing I have to go on right now is uh, I have to try to find some more party members. <laughs> because other than the girl that I rescued and subsequently maybe, like, uh, increased her level, like, maybe about, what, got her to, like, level 4 or level 5 before she left my party, I am pretty much doing this, like, just with one party member, have, uh, have a little thing called a Franklin badge, which uh, reflects lightning attacks, got a wooden bat, which I paid, at, you know, which I paid after, like, earning, after beating so many people, so many creatures and stuff like that. But the game is a really good experience, I feel like. And if anybody wants to try out, like, an old retro type of game that time has basically forgotten, since this game never came out during the early 90s and just came out this year in the U.S., technically it's a Wii U game. <laughs> so... yeah. Yeah, it's this is this is the first time it's actually been in America, right? Yes, it's the first time it's been in America. The thing about it is the ROM for years was uh it was translated to English. It was put on a cart, but yet it was locked away. Maybe there was like two or three carts in total and somehow somebody got a hold of one of these like development carts on eBay and that's how the ROM started to go out and do this and do do this and do that. So Anyway, the, was, yeah. was Earthbound, sorry, was that a, was it a NES game or was it a Super Nintendo game? Earthbound began on the NES, but okay. uh, it's gone under like different like types of names and stuff that people have given aliases to, like, say, Mother, like um, Earthbound Zero or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it started on the NES and then it came to the Super Nintendo. And now we're just waiting on whether or not the Game Boy Advance classic like uh, Mother 3, or whatever the type of game name they're going to be putting on that. Earthbound when... Ends? Who knows? Because <laughs> uh, that'd be kind of funny. Earthbound Beginnings, Earthbound, and then Earthbound Ends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, Mother 3 is a game that's been really, I think, is uh, an underrated classic in terms of like what game it generally is and stuff. But uh, it's one of those games which I'm really looking forward to if it ever does come out. But uh, other than Earthbound Beginnings, I've been playing a little bit more Splatoon. Splatoon really is starting to like uh, become a lot more appealing to me. Hmm. I love like playing through the multiplayer type of matches, just doing the turf war stuff. I've went into detail about this before. Like it just kind of basically satisfies my needs for like OD OCD stuff. Yep. <laughs> but. Uh, I went into my first multiplayer match like uh it like I would say maybe a couple of weeks, a couple nights ago, and I was just getting my ass kicked because for one, the weapons that I had beforehand and stuff, they were just outdated because a lot of the other people who've been playing for a long time, they got all these better like type of weapons that were to cover the turf to do this and do that. But you know, there's one thing that I noticed about the multiplayer maps in particular is uh if you like certain like Miiverse comments and stuff inside that uh, that uh, that main city hub and stuff for the game, it'll actually appear in the multiplayer matches. <laughs> so there was this one comment, like this one uh, picture that somebody drew of Zoidberg and stuff like that, where it's like, uh, hey, "Why not Squidberg?" <laughs> you know. And so I liked it. it, and the thing just pops up like right on the walls of like uh, a multiplayer match. I really like that. 
It's really cool. cool because it's like it's your own type of random customization stuff on, you know, on the map itself. But uh, let's see. I have played a little bit of the like the single player stuff, but uh, but yeah, I'm really addicted to the multiplayer stuff for Splatoon because you can easily go forth, like transform into a squid, cover the maps. You can do advanced tactics and stuff where you can transform into a squid, then jump, transform into an inkling child and stuff. Just press like you know. You know, squirt a little bit of ink on the ground, go into that. I think I've got it down to a science and stuff where I can position the analog stick just right and stuff. And I'm basically certain, like, surfing and then shooting ink and then going into that puddle and then jumping, mm-hmm. shooting, going into the ink just repeatedly. Yeah, it's it's never not fun to, to be a kid in the squid now. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, it's really cool. And plus, they have all these various updates now that they've uh, added. They've added new maps. They've added, like, new uh, various equipment and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we just recently got a new game mode. Yeah, so. I think it's like a it's sort of like a King of the Hill type of uh, thing, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, I think it's like a turf. Uh, no, not turf war. I, I can't remember what it's called. Well, it's yeah, kind of. Sounds... I think it's like sort of like a King of the Ring type of like a dealy. Yeah, but uh, I haven't yet tried that because uh, you have to be a specific level in order to like go forth. Level and, ten. Yeah, like level ten stuff. I'm barely like a level seven or something like that. So I'll probably play a little bit more of that and just do whatever. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm kind of. Just, I really enjoyed uh, Splatoon, but I, I'm at level I think nine. But uh, I don't know. I think after I haven't played it in about a week and a half. But last time I did play it, um, that game got a lot harder for me. Like I was always like number one, and yeah, occasionally number two on my team. Now I'm constantly like number two or three. Uh, you could definitely tell that. I mean, the game is pretty well balanced. I mean, yeah. I think it, if you come in at level one, you can still. The game is set up that you don't. You can be level one and still produce for the team. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to be level fifteen. You know, level one, level fifteen, be on the same level playing field as far as scoring points for the other team. Uh, but there definitely is when you are a higher level, you do have a little more of an advantage. You get some better weapons. Very true. Um, and that nature, but no, it it definitely there's definitely a little harder when. You, I'm like the lowest level person on my team, but it's it's still a lot of fun. I need to go back to it. It's just one of those games that uh, it, it's not like it doesn't have me like oh I gotta play it all the time. But it, when I do play it, it's fun to play. But after like I can put it down, take it down, and play six seven games, and I, yeah. I can put it down. It's it's good for that. Oh, I know. I really love that little mini game between maps too. That little like a uh, squid game on the game pad and stuff. Because I'm I'm finding myself like playing that more so. Than some of the multiplayer matches because yeah. of how like uh, so easy it is just like just to just in between matches yeah. you know just to do this do that and stuff like that it's just so basic you know it's like you hold down the shoulder buttons you jump it's, it's a little you control yeah. the squid I, I stopped playing it just because I started getting upset when the games actually started I want to keep going <laughs> I so know I, just, I, I can't play it anymore <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, other than Splatoon, my last thing that I've played a, a bit of is uh, been of Destiny and stuff. I have officially gone and uh, I created my third character. I oh went God. I went through the story mode. I am at 22 with my hunter. But uh I finally was able to get the my equipped the exotic armor that I had for my hunter, but at the same time I basically have come to the roadblock where it's like, okay, I'm fatigued of destiny again and I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait a little bit before like I actually go and invest more into the game itself because I Let's see. Ever since rebuying Destiny, 
not only have I played a lot with you and Jake and stuff like that, but uh, I did a lot of things by myself, and I did a lot of strikes, a lot of raids, I actually unlocked plenty of trophies and stuff for the game itself. And on top of that, I ended up creating an entirely new character and in order to try to equip the exotic armor that I had earned from, like, uh, that dude, Zer. <laughs> Only because every time, and I did this two times in a row, like, in two weeks in a row, earned enough motes of light in order to transfer, you know, not transfer, but exchange for that exotic type of body engram, and both times they were for the Hunter, a character I had not even remotely played. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I'm just going to be like, uh, if ever we do play a little bit of it, then that's fine, you know. I was playing a little bit yesterday, but I was listening to some podcasts and stuff. I basically took a page out of your playbook, Tyler, whenever you play Madden. I had the giant bomb cast on for like, uh, <laughs> I had the day two of the freaking E3, like, uh, stuff. I was listening to that. I listened to both episodes of Talking Ship that I had to, like, go over. And I just listened to both of them while playing Destiny, and I had a good time doing that, just completing random bounties. After that, finished up the bounty I was, turned off the game, and I think that was like about a good solid like hour or two. <laughs> yeah. It, um, so I guess we could jump into that um, a little bit. Uh, we're, yeah. I was going to talk about that a little bit later. but So yeah, we, we did have a gamer night, the three of us, um, I think it was, it was, it was the E3, it was the weekend after E3. So yeah, it was. was. About a week and a half ago. Uh, and we finally finished Destiny. Um, we played played for about an hour after that, and I, man, I don't I don't get it. I really don't like it. I I, I enjoy playing with you guys. Like it's a lot of fun conversing um, and, and just making jokes about what's going on. But as far as the game goes, it's I'm not really having a lot of fun playing it. I understand what you're talking about too, but here's the thing. I think. Uh... You know, after listening to some podcasts, I think the guy Jeff Gertzman really put it best and stuff. A lot of the gameplay things are really good. The game looks really great and stuff like yeah. that. It's just, it's just, it. there's like nine different type of things you got to grind to in order to get the good type of loot. And even so, it's not a very rewarding experience when it comes no. to actually earning loot. It, yeah. It's, and, yeah. And, and like Jake was telling me, and I've heard from a lot of people online about, Oh, once you beat the game, once you beat the story, or once you get to level twenty, uh, the game really opens up for you. And it's just like, okay, I'm well, it does. The game. I'm it does doing... to some extent, Tyler. But it's like uh, the way it opens up is if you have like the DLC content too, like the the Dark Below, the House of Wolves. If once you get to it, like level up past twenty and like do all this other stuff and earn these legendary armor. And these exotics and stuff like that, the game does progressively get better in terms of that. But in order to do that, you need to have people help you out in order to get like certain missions done, certain bounties yeah. done. It's it's just a really it's like a really arduous process because you have to grind like like I kid you not, maybe like five, maybe the nine different type of things if you want to try to maintain or even get to what you want to get to. Like well, like for example, you know, Jake was telling me a little bit, like, how you can get your Vanguard rank to rank 2, and that will allow you to try to uh, get, like, legendary pieces of, like, armor and, like, uh, weapons and stuff from uh, one of the Vanguard things on, you know, the main uh, hub, you know. Yeah. But uh, you have that. You can also do the same thing for other types of, like, uh, you know, other types of, like, people, too, around that area, and even, like, in the DLC stuff, where you get to rank 2 and do this and do that. But, uh, 
<laughs> at the same time, it's like I have really nothing I want to try to go and play right at the moment, you know, because I used to be playing it like for like long hour stretches and stuff like that because it's fun and it's doing this and doing that, but it's come down to now it's like I don't want to continue into it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and that's the pro- like another thing people say to me a lot is like, well, if you had the DLC, it would be a lot it does really open up. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't mean it opens up after level 20. That means there's nothing left after you beat the main story. Yeah. And you have to buy more content to actually progress more into the game. That's very true for that aspect, so, unless you want to, say, go into Crucible, get, like, uh, a bunch of bounties and stuff on the main the main hub, get yourself to rank 2 and Vanguard or maybe Crucible or whatever. Do it that yeah, way. I just don't understand, like, the, what people mean by... It really opens up because really you're just doing more like patrol missions and um, wherever the hell the multiplayer mode is called. Uh, I guess I guess why they say it opens up is because you get to earn like uh, the various ports of like armor, the exotics and stuff like that. Once you actually go and after you beat the game and do this and do that, though, it's a lot better, Tyler, than how it used to be when it first came out. Because you were not guaranteed to get even a single piece of legendary armor if you even gone to that main story mode. Uh-huh. I remember trying, like, uh, yeah, even after I beat the main story mode and I just trying to go on the things like Crucible or whatever the hell or try to get random engrams and then not even getting one type of, like, decent armor that a couple hours yeah. span. And that really tired me out, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's. It, everything about the game is fine. Like, it's. Like we talked about, the ga- the gameplay is fine. It looks gorgeous. Uh, it's as far as, like, there's just... I feel like there's not a lot to do anymore in that game besides doing the same handful of patrol missions that are really the same thing. Go here, kill these guys. Yeah. And, and it's kind of weird for me to say, and if Jake was here right now, I, can, I hear his, I hear him in my head. I hear saying, him, too. Oh, well, you, you play 200 hours in Madden every year. <laughs> I'm aware of that. It, it's, it's probably... It's, like when someone says, "I don't understand why people like Madden so much," it, like I'm, it, like Jake. This is Jake's Madden, and I think it's a lot of people's Madden. I think so too. Um, to use that analogy, uh, so I, I guess to each his own. Well, I guess just, I guess in a way that Pokemon can be my Madden. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can understand Pokemon because you actually earn experience points, and there's actually a, like Dude, a whole goal into it. And there's I know, I know, but that's the same thing. I am. I feel like I'm more rewarded playing through Pokemon and creating my own party, creating my own te- my teams and stuff, breeding for my own like specific moves for that certain creature, natures, EVs. I'm getting a lot more done and being more satisfied with my events than I am playing through an MMO like Destiny, where well, I'm not you guaranteed. Know what you're trying to do exactly. I don't and even know what the fuck I'm know, doing in Destiny. I don't know what I'm trying to, like, okay, well, now we got to level up and get to level 30. Okay, well, then what? What do I do? I want to get to level 30. Like, there, there's no, there's no... For me, there's no, nothing to kind of motivate me to keep going in this game. Um, and, like, we finished the game, like, what, like, last Saturday or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And then Tuesday or Wednesday, Jake sends sends us a message. Hey, you guys want to grind some more in Destiny? And I'm just like, nothing sounds worse to me than that. Like, that sounds <laughs> awful right now. Like, you guys, a few weeks, probably three, four weeks ago, um, before we finished the game... Uh, you guys were like a level. You guys got like grinded ahead of me. I was like, we we're like level fifteen. You guys grinded to like level nineteen. So Jake's like, yeah, we did. Well, Tyler, if you want to keep playing with us, you gotta get to level nineteen. Like, just go ahead and just grind throughout the week. You didn't really so have I, to get the nineteen, though. Yeah, but it, it it was necessary for me to be somewhat useful to the team, uh, especially going into the, some of those later missions on Mars. Oh God, um, yeah, the Cabal. 
Jeez. Yeah, because that, that was hard with, with us being at level 19 and 20, let alone if I was at level 15. But, so, I, I like you said, I, I sat down, I, I turned on an ep, uh, episode, the, the that week's episode of Giant Bombcast. Yep. I listened to the entire thing. Oh, my I, God. I played Destiny. And it was like two and a half hours or so. Oh, okay. Finally got to level 19, and I it was horrible. The entire experience was horrible. I well, was what so did you do? Bored out of my mind. I did the crucible stuff. Yeah, I did some bounties. I did some patrol missions. I I replayed a couple story mo- story missions. I we already finished. Yep. I did. I just I did a little bit of everything to kind of break it up a little bit, and I was just like bored out of my mind. Like, oh my god, dude! I've had with this game. If I wasn't playing this game with you guys, I probably wouldn't have made it off the moon. I probably would believe you there too, because that's just the thing. The best part about Destiny is playing in groups with friends and stuff like that mm-hmm. because once you like get separated from that and you start doing things on your own, if you don't know what the hell to do or what you want to do with it, it is very boring. And that's just yeah. and that's taken from someone who's played through the campaign like the main story missions twice on his own and once with uh you, Jake and myself. And it's like mm-hmm. you know what when I was doing the Hunter playthrough like at least a couple weeks ago, I got to level like uh, twenty or something like that. Like within the last mi- last mission or so of the actual uh, story of the game yeah. itself. But that's because I went through the crucible stuff and I went through control matches and I wasn't focused on winning them. I was just focused on capturing checkpoints. Yeah, and that's what I did. That I leveled myself up pretty quickly doing that. I know because that's probably the most easiest way you can actually level up a lot of your character stuff. And even so, I was playing as a female hunter, and let me let me just go into this just for a moment, though. When you play as a human female inside Destiny, there are some weird things that happen in terms of, like, say, how people interact with you. And this, I've never come across this with any game online, especially if I was playing, maybe, maybe once, once when I was playing Pokemon Y. And with Pokemon Y, when I was connected to the internet and stuff, I'd have my nav stuff all nice and ready and stuff. I would constantly be getting, like, trade requests, battle requests. I'd have my profile and stuff. And I'm not even a girl. I'm just playing as a girl avatar, mm-hmm. you know? And I kept getting all this fucking attention and stuff. I was like, I'm trying to play the fucking game. <laughs> it got so bad, every time I'd get, like, a profile, like, uh, raise, oh, hey, nice, this, that... Maybe I would only get it for a couple if I was playing as a guy, you know, yeah. for Pokemon X. But holy shit, I actually ended up having to turn on, turn off the online for that. But for wow. Destiny's case, no, for Destiny's case, there was a time when I had to step out of the room. I put my controller down. I was just like waiting, you know, like at the main, you know, entrance point and stuff, you know, at that main hub place. I came back after getting some water, and I look, and I see some asshole that's going trying to fucking teabag my character as I'm trying to go <laughs> forth and, like, you know, you know, I'm just waiting there. I'm thinking to myself, who the fuck? What the? <laughs> well, to be fair, I have been known in the, the Destiny realm to start some major dance-offs. Well, I understand that, man. I mean, that, that was just fucking funny <laughs> that one night and stuff where it was like uh, all three of us was like right here and all of a sudden we just completely <laughs> started dancing. Everybody was just started dancing and it's fucking like... I had like eight people dancing with us. It was incredible. I know. It was hilarious. That was... <laughs> now, that was pretty fun. But what I'm saying is it's just it's just really weird, you know? And I kind of I kind of feel for like the people and stuff who like like playing as a female character in sort of like video games. Especially if you're if you're like a lady and stuff and you're trying to 
like uh, actually just try to play something without somebody bothering you or doing this and doing that. It's, it was just kind of, like I said before, kind of weird, kind of creepy in a way, and it's like, the. But yeah. anyway, Tyler, do we want to just get like uh, cover the last Destiny topic and stuff and not come back to this? <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, we'll go back into kind of what I've been playing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump into um, something that's been going on a lot with Taken King, uh, the new Destiny expansion coming September 15th. Uh, there's been a lot of talk. There is a, uh, a Destiny Taken King Collector Edition coming out for 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with the Destiny the Video Game, the two previous DLC packs, and the Taken King. There's also, a, I think, a $60 version that comes with the same thing minus the um, Taken King. Right. Um, and there's also some, some exclusive content, and that's been changed a little bit. The, the big hubbub started over the fact that um, there was exclusive stuff only in the Taken King Collector Edition, and it upset a lot of the of the core Destiny gamers. Uh, basically, they're going to be shut out of this, but they have since changed that. And the fact now you can actually, they'll be selling those as DLC uh, once the game, uh, I think once the Taken King actually does come out, so you can buy them separately. I don't know if there's a price been announced yet, but there's still some issues people are having with it. Um, where, so for the people that have been in, in the game since the beginning, yep, you spent sixty dollars on the initial title, yep, um, you spent. Anywhere 30, 35, 35 to, to 40, 40 bucks for the two DLC packs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's $100. Uh, and with this in September uh, coming out for $80, you can get the game and all three DLC packs, which if you were an early adopter, you're now looking at 140 bucks with Taken King added on top of that. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a lot of controversy. A lot of, a lot of the core people are upset about it, thinking... Uh, they're kind of getting screwed over in this. In a way, they uh, sort of are, though. I mean, think of it this way, Tyler. I mean, let's look at the people who have played Destiny since the beginning of the game and having to shell out, not only for, like, the game itself, the two DLC packs, but now we're looking at, like, a $40 expansion with a return of, like, uh, the Taken King and stuff, Oryx and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, like, what type of a campaign, which I hear is, it's, like, another campaign in and of itself. It's just the fact that... Uh, it's just the fact that the pricing itself is really questionable, even though it's priced just like a major type of expansion, like for an MMO. <laughs> like, say, World yeah. of Warcraft. There's, like, how many expansions for that and how much they charge for that stuff? Yeah, I think there's three or four, and about, they're between, like, 30 and 50 bucks. So this really isn't out of the realm of, like, the pricing range for, like, an MMO-wise. Well, to stop you there, in the UK, it's $40. It's 40 euros. That's which a is the lot same price. different. And that's the exact same price of what a game cost over there. So that's basically like them charging $60 to us. That's uh, terrible. That's terrible yeah. translation right there in price. Yep. Uh, for God's sakes. $40 does not equal 40 euros. I don't care what the hell type of math they're trying to use right well, there. Well, but that's that's a lot of a lot of companies do that, though. They charge the same price, uh, same number um, in every country. But in you know, some countries, obviously, the dollar is weaker or stronger. It's so like the UK, it's forty euros there, so they're gonna be they're end up paying what is essentially sixty dollars American. Man, I gotta say though, uh, you know, from all this thing, it's this is really like very bad publicity here for like uh, Bungie, even after all the stuff they've shown for the Taken King and stuff like that. But uh, you know how I feel though. It's like I think that a lot of the players who have played the game, play all the DLC, they should get some sort of discount for the Taken King. I yeah. mean, it's. 
you know, if, say, they're going to charge, like, $40 just for that individual thing, and they're charging, like, about $80 for that whole, like, complete package, God, maybe you get, like, a $20 discount or something for that, you know? It's, like, yeah, that would be like, at least make sense. Yeah, or, like, $5, $10. Bucks. Um, they did say, I think, um, so there was other things involved in that, in that, t- that Taken King Collector Edition where it also came with, like, exclusive guns and, um, yeah like ships and things of that nature um it sounds like i don't quote me off i do think they are making that also dlc and they're going to add some stuff too it's so like the, so the the initial buyers are going to get something out of it too um i agree i think hmm. if you go you know if you bought the game and you bought the dlc packs give you know, give them five bucks off or ten bucks off whatever you know I, especially if this is a full full-on expansion it's it's more it's it's actual uh additional five six hours of story and or campaign and i can't i shouldn't say story in destiny because there's not one um hardly one <laughs> yeah uh but you know i think i think you should i i, there, I, mean, I, I don't I don't really feel sorry some people are just going overboard with it like just whining complaining about it yeah that's true um, just overbearingly and i can understand being upset about it um but at the same time it's just like when i when i bought my ps4 i knew or anybody, you buy the first of anything, Apple Watch, yep. iPhone, uh, the new, the first wave of a console or whatever, TV, uh, it, it, there's always, you always really, almost never really get the best one or the best deal. No. You always pay a little bit more. You probably aren't getting the best of it. Um, and that's just how it is. You, you know, if you, if you guys put $90 into this and some people are saying, oh, I, I put, I put two, 300 hours into this. And you're enjoying it. I think you got your money's worth. No shit. I so mean, from... it's the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the same point. You know, it's um, it sucks. You know, you got to spend more money than the people that are initially going into it. Right. But if when people say I put uh, three weeks worth of freaking time into this game, I, I, I almost I don't feel too bad for you. It's that yeah, was your decision. Exactly. You could have you could have waited. You chose not to. <laughs> um, someone like me, I paid I put fifteen bucks into Destiny. Um, I I could for for I can go out and buy this right now for eighty bucks, or I could just buy the, all the DLC content for seventy bucks, and with that I'll put eighty five dollars into it. So for me, it's not that bad of a deal. I waited nine months, um, so I guess it's hard for me to say because I waited till it was really cheap to get it. Um, I wonder how someone like Jake feels, or um, you who who's bought the game twice and bought the DLC for it. Well, you know what? I don't regret buying the game twice and the DLC for it. It's because I actually got my money's worth out of it. From the initial time I played through Destiny, the full campaign mode and stuff like that, getting my character to level 19, then, you know, yeah. getting rid of it, buying it back again, not only playing through the, the story missions again, but actually getting both DLC packs and playing through most of what they had to offer, and then getting, like, you know, going through another character thing. It's like, I got my money's worth from the product. I'm happy with what I got out of it and stuff. But this MMO is sort of different as I don't really feel like I want to go back to it anytime soon. And I hope the Taken King, because, you know, I hope the Taken King is something, you know, that I will play through. I mean, I want to play it, you know, I want to pay the money and stuff for it. But at the same time, Bungie has not done a good job of what's going to be included inside this package. All I hear is three different subclasses, you know, three new different types of subclasses, another raid... And a campaign and stuff like that, but uh, that's the thing. We don't know how long the hell those things are going to be, you know? Yeah, I, I think people should be more concerned about what's going to be in the Taken King 
than than what you've played and what the new people are going to get. Yeah, that's the thing. When they buy the new when they buy the Taken King Collector Edition. That's the thing, though. I've never done any of those raids and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to do one because, for one, they're supposed to take like at least a couple hours to complete. You know? Yeah, that, yeah that's that's a good chunk of time. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I. I lean more towards the like you guys know what you're getting into like this. I we've been talking about this I think since last year about there was rumors that they were going to release in September a Destiny game, a new Destiny with the two with the original DLC packs included. It was leaked the type of like uh, the little structure, little ladder thing of what yeah. they were going to release, and it pretty much yeah. came true with that stupid thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it was called like Project Common or something like that. It right? was. So we've known about it. For we've probably, known it. Yes, October, November. Last October, uh, November, yeah. So shortly after the game came out, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think you put, you know, like I said, you put if you put two, three, four hundred hours into the same game, and you put, you put spent ninety dollars on it, that's or a hundred dollars on it, that's not bad. That's a pretty good. No, it's pretty good. Sixty dollars on games, I've gotten ten hours of good, good content out of. So I don't know. Quit your pitching. Um. So what you been playing, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, let's get into that. Uh, so I've played a few things. I won't jump. I won't stay into too long. Nothing really new. Uh, I talked about during the E3 pod, uh, podcast that Tomb Raider Definitive Edition was on PS4 on sale for twelve dollars. Good price. I went ahead and I, I yeah I went ahead and picked that up. Um, I remember enjoying the game. And it was kind of weird. Like I, like I remember really liking the game quite a bit when I played it initially two years ago. I think spring two thousand thirteen uh, when it first came out. And it was like kind of weird. Like as time went on, I'm like, stay well. Like, that game was okay. It was it was kind of a fun game. And then like I I rebought it. It's, it's June. There's nothing to play. Yeah. And I I put like 20 more hours in this game. I, oh, I almost really? 100 percented it. Yeah. You've like, almost 100 percented this. Yeah. I got like 94 percent of the stuff in it, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I forgot how much I really enjoy this game. And a lot of people don't like the kind of the Last of Us Uncharted gameplay, like um the third port the third person uh cover shooter i really enjoy it um there's definitely the ai is kind of dumb yeah in these games but I, I i think it's i love this game i forgot how much i loved it i like the this style as far i love the bow the bow is i think it should be in like every game ever mm-hmm. um and i'm a, obviously i love sneaking games so when you have a good sneak um engine into it uh i'm gonna love it i'm gonna love it even more obviously as a metal gear fanboy um no, but I, and I also like the kind of the Metroidvania style of it, where like you, you go and do the game, and like you get to that first area, and there's all the stuff you can't do, and then as you go progress through the game, you unlock more, you get more weapons, or you, you upgrade your current weapons, uh-huh. and you can go back and do these things. So it, it was cool to go back um, and do that. I, I went back, I did a bunch of side stuff. I I, I earned like you there's you get you level up as you do certain things and uh, kill enemies and things like that. I I, I maxed out my level on that. Um, I upgraded all my weapons 100%. Um, I did pretty much everything but find, like, a handful of these GPS cache things. Like, just stupid side, side stuff you can do. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was 12 bucks. Uh, you, I've seen it regularly on, like, Amazon online a lot for around 20 bucks. For 20 bucks, it's well worth it. Wow. It's a really fun game. Um, next up, uh, Drive Club is now free on PS4 for PlayStation Plus users. Hmm. I downloaded it. I started to play it. Um, I only spent like an hour on it. I'll be honest. Uh, I remember how much I suck at uh, simulation driving games. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I stopped playing that 
fairly soon, but it seemed like a fine game. It looks very, very pretty. Oh wow! Um, but I can't. I am horrible at like Forza type racing games, so I, I probably won't play much of it. <laughs> I'm kind of terrible um, with the Gran Turismo type of styling of like realistic racers as well, though. But uh, um, yeah, I've, I've been hearing about like this the freemium, like not freemium, but like uh, the the Drive Club, the free edition that they had on there in the PSN store and stuff. I did. I heard that it didn't. That wasn't up there for too long, though. It went up. It, someone actually, it actually went up. Like, uh, it came out last Thursday. It was, but it came. It was like leaked for like a cup, like an hour on the Tuesday before that. Uh huh. And then it came back down. Now it's up, so you could download it anytime. Oh wow. Um. And but yeah, there's not. There's not. Doesn't look like there's too much open, but there is some stuff to do. Um. But last but not least, I went back and I talked about it um, a couple weeks ago. I think actually it might have been done the E3 thing. Maybe before that, but uh, I went back and I started playing Bravely Defaults again. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I am now about <laughs> 32 hours in. Um, I was about, no, actually 34 hours in now. I played it for a couple more hours today. Um, I think when I picked it back up, I was like 28, 29 hours. Yeah. Um, still on Chapter 3. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up. I looked up the chapters. So there is, there's eight chapters, but there's also a prologue before, you know, obviously before chapter one. Oh, really? And then there's like three chapters after the final chapter. There's three chapters after the final chapter of the game. Yeah, there's like chapter eight, which is like the last chapter. Then there's the final chapter. Then there's like the real, there's like the real final chapter, and then there's like another chapter after that. So really, all in all, there's like twelve chapters. Oh, because uh, even the prologue was like five hours long. I oh playing. my gosh. Um. So yeah, I'm actually I think I'm technically done with chapter three. I just need to go to like to a gut, uh, do a cutscene, but like I said, I'm like thirty something hours into the game. Uh, I haven't even done a lot of grinding. I've been doing I've been doing all the side stuff. There's not really a lot of side stuff, but usually um, every chapter is like one or two side things you can do, and there's like some side mini bosses you can yeah. Against. But the game is freaking hard for as much <laughs> as I'm doing all I'm doing all the side stuff. I, I'm at uh, level forty. I'm not even technically midway through the game. The, um, the max is at level hundred. Uh, I actually had to put it on easy and go grind for a while, and oh, wow. go back to face the final boss of chapter three. My gosh! I beat him, but barely beat him. I looked it up. They say minimum for chapter three final boss you should be at like thirty five, thirty six. So I got to like level forty, um, and finally beat him and barely got by. I probably spent. Like twenty thousand dollars in uh, like power ups and everything just to get through them, which is a like, most of my money to do it. Hmm. Um. But no, I actually uh, I I put the I had to put the game on easy for a little bit. I've been doing a bunch of grinding just so before I go to the next area because I read chapter four. The difficulty goes way up. <laughs> wow. Which is insane to me because the game is hard enough as it is right now. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna like get to like I'm just gonna grind. I'm like my guys are like level forty two or forty three now, so I'm gonna probably grind for a little while um in the chapter three dungeon before i uh, to probably the, the high 40s maybe low oh my 50s gosh. before i actually go in there but no it's it's tough um but I, i'm really enjoying it uh happy to be back in it there's really nothing coming out for the next couple months six to eight weeks <laughs> uh not till madden on the 25th of august and metal gear on the first of september oh god so I, I don't see myself i i, I could probably <laughs> I don't see a lot getting in the way of that uh, for me, so I think this will probably, be, I probably won't be talking much about what I've been, what like when we ask what have you guys been playing, it's probably going to be Bravely Default. Maybe I'll do some updates here and there, 
Um, every that three weeks good. when I get to a new chapter, I can tell you guys. Um, but no, I'm really have, having fun with that. Uh, but let's go ahead because we do have a few topics to talk about. Okay. Um, and I do mean a few. There's not, I mean, like literally like a few. There's really nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, like the last two weeks, just a couple of things. Um, but jumping into it, let's talk about uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, All right. came out uh, last Tuesday, the 23rd, I want to say. And it came out um, on... So the, it sounds like the console versions are doing pretty good. Uh, no major technical issues, which is good. That's new. Uh, but the PC version has just had nothing but issues. Hmm. There's been screenshots coming out. The game actually looks worse on PCs. Uh, there's been a lot of technical issues, uh, game-breaking issues. Uh, th- the game, a lot of times, isn't working. The frame rate's been horrible. Oof. It's basically just been unplayable on the on PC. So it's so bad that... Uh, Warner Brothers had to pull the game off Steam. I think it's I think it's off PC altogether. Um, but there was a big pat a couple of big patches have come out recent in the last I think this week um, to kind of fix things for the people that are currently playing it. Um, it's I, at this time of recording, it is not back on the Steam store to buy. Uh, but obviously, if you've already bought the game, you can still play it now. Well, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. But now reports are coming out that uh, Warner Brothers has known about this, that this was going to happen for months. Oh. And they went ahead and released it anyways. Um, oh, that's not good PR. Because they've already no. had issues with their PC port with Mortal Kombat X earlier on. I think it was either last year or like uh, part of this year, maybe? No, it came, well, the game came out, like I think, in March. So probably Yeah, this, this year. year. This year. They had problems with Mortal Kombat X as well. And, uh... Well... And it came out that they actually, um, that the, I can't remember the name of the development team off the top of my head that makes Batman. Uh, I, I don't know why I can't remember that. Rocksteady. But, Rocksteady, thank you. But they actually ported out the PC port, or they ported out the PC. So they had a, a like their C team work on the, the port for the PC version. <laughs> um, and the, the people that do it are primarily like a, they make games for the consoles, so they're not really used to making games for the computer. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. This is bad. Like this I, sounds terrible all the way around for people who play predominantly on PC. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a brush of for um brush of breath what breath <laughs> air uh, whatever you know what I'm trying to say. Um, but it, it's nice that for once it's not us like like the console gamers I should say. Uh, where all last fall it sounded like every every Tuesday when all the new games came out it was just nothing but broken hearing about broken games yeah from Master Chief uh, Collection to this to that and stuff to Evolve yeah. to whatever the hell uh, it was so it's nice that it's not the con- the console version works now when the PC one isn't it's like kind of flipped around so ha 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 Master Race um, but it still it still sucks I, I, I can't believe we're solving this issue um, we, they gave the, the development team like an extra like nine months to work on this game and I mean, I'm sure they're working on other things too. But to find out that this game was ported off to other people, they've known about it for months, um, and they still released it. And this, I mean, I think you're better off pushing the game back two weeks or whatever you had to. Two weeks or even than, a month, for God's sakes! If it's yeah. that is, if it's that bad as uh, they're making it out to be, and trust me, I've never even played the game on the PC to even like get an understanding of how like terrible the actual port is. But yeah. at the same time, if you know only aware of that, at least, for God's sakes, delay it for a few weeks and stuff and give good reasons why. People will understand, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, people. I think people will be more understanding of like and people won't like they'll be like, oh, that's cool. They actually did this because nobody else fucking can. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it's it's June. It's late June. It's not like it's November and you want to get this out for Christmas. You can't afford it. The delay. Exactly. This is, like, you this can is... almost understand like in November a game that comes out broken, but not for it's, summer. It's, yeah, yeah, it's 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 late June. Uh, you could, if you delayed it a month to or you know even six weeks or so to early August, it's. It, I don't think there's gonna be a big difference in like sales. Really, I mean. I, I, you're probably gonna build some goodwill with people. I can understand. I mean, the only thing I can understand is you put a lot of advertising dollars into the game um, in the month of June, and if you delayed it to July or August, that's more money you gotta shell out for advertisements. Or and that can also people might forget the game come out. I can understand that, um, but I think all in all, you're better off protecting the brand of the company and the, the overall franchise of the game and the, and the developers by delaying the game and paying, you know, and just taking the, taking your loss. And also the fact that, you know, about this month's advance, maybe three months ago, you should have pushed it back another six weeks and made the game come out correctly. I think it's because they were so pressured to try to release it along with the console, like things side in, you know, side by side and stuff like that, that they've actually just initially just tried to push in stuff, knowing this type of shit will happen. Cause there are cases where companies do do that in order to try to get out yeah. before a specific deadline in order to like, uh, try to coop like some sort of like profit stuff so they can actually work on a lot of the issues and stuff. Like for example, yeah. if there was like a game or something like that, like there was like years ago with this whole CSI type of like board game or something like that, it actually had like uh, asbestos and stuff inside the actual material <laughs> for fingerprints. And uh, the thing about it was, people caught wind of this, and there was some like group that was battling these people. But the the company did not want to take the game off the shelf because it's right before the holiday season. Yeah, that just shows how That's messed horrible. up fucking companies can be. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and even still, like it sounds like the console versions are working pretty well. Like there's no major issues with them. So at the very least, you could have delayed the PC version. PC users are pretty much used to, I think, at this point for most games that they it comes out. They if they get the game at all, it comes out usually a month or so later. Like look at, and it's normally the one of the best ports of the game is generally on yeah. the PC. I mean, obviously, it's it's good for it's the. The Batman game is pretty well known for. It's primarily a PC game. I can understand you want to go day and date, but mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think gamers will understand, um, and you'll be looked at in a more positive light if you just delay the game. Hey, the game's not done yet. Give us an extra month. But because this uh, is the second time that Warner Brothers has done this with a game release this year, people are going to look at that as like, I'm not going to buy this game on the PC. I don't trust these yeah. people. <laughs> And uh, gamers are already scared enough as it is, like just with the, like we talked about with the, like this past fall with just the, a sea of broken games. Yep. Um, and to continue on into we're midway through 2015, and we're still all are pretty much all the big AAA games are coming out broken. Yep. Um, and nothing's really changing on that front. It is very concerning. Very. Um, I I think this I I don't know how much longer this can continue before gamers just stop buying games day day one. And we just expect them to be broken before they finally fix, you know, if, before they finally fix them or they just release them like they're supposed to. One of two things what probably will happen is either people will not buy day and date on day one or companies are probably going to take longer in order to progress, like, you know, process on games because that's how it used to be. It used yeah. to be that companies had maybe a year or two to work on a game and then ship it off as it is and stuff like that, regardless of, like, 
some issues. But now, because they're being pressured to release so many games all at once instead of a particular year, or maybe even like in a particular deadline, you see all of these broken games and all of these broken, you know, games being released in such broken states. You were thinking of the Master yeah. Chief Collection with a lot of their, like, multiplayer issues. We're thinking about Assassin's Creed Unity, for God's sakes, with that issues that they had there. Mm-hmm. I mean... God, why the hell would you want to buy a game at launch in this day and age? Yeah, there's no, there's no real reason to. Um, but let's go ahead and move on uh, to another <laughs> topic. Uh, so Jake's not here. Yep. So we're gonna talk a little bit about Nintendo. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the. Uh, this hasn't really been picked up by any of the big sites, as I can tell, like IGN or GameSpot or anything like that. I think Destructoid so, actually did run something on it, like, earlier this morning, though, but... Uh... Okay. Uh, but Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday evening or so, uh, there was a video on YouTube posted. Of, it just said NX leak with a question mark. Um, I saw it. I sent it off to Gabe. I sent it off to another friend of mine, and... Uh, we all watched it. Uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit before uh, last or the last Tuesday night. We're just a Wednesday, people. Um, our thoughts on it. Um, so I'm kind of curious. Uh, just kind of, we'll jump into the specs of the console. But first up, I just want to hear: Do you think it's real? And kind of like a short reason why or why not. All right. Initially, when I was looking at the footage and stuff, I thought. That there were some things that were genuine about it, but after watching through the video footage about like at least a couple of times, including going forth and just dissecting certain aspects of it, there is no way this is actually a real footage thing. And I can tell you a couple of reasons why. Like you were saying with our little conversation like over at Facebook, Tyler... It starts off with Japanese, like, like, Satoru Iwata, like, just going, like, saying something in Japanese or something like that, and all of a sudden you see this video thing pop up and everything's all in English. Mm-hmm. That's one of the red flags I noticed right away right there is because if they were doing some sort of investor meeting, like, behind closed doors, there is no way in hell they're going to be showcasing something in full English like it was, like, you know... If they were yeah. showing it, like, say, or, at E3, because like, that, was, that was one of the questions I posed to you. It's like... Was this showing like an E three like investor meeting or something like that, or even so, yeah. Shitoru Iwata wasn't even at that event. If yeah. that was the case, and another thing was it though, there was certain like applause and stuff like that, certain music that was played. It was taken from like the initial reveal of the original Wii. If you go hmm. back and look at the initial music and the initial thing, and when the actual Wii, you know, the Revolution, when that was unveiled, the same music, the same you know, sayings and stuff like that, even the artificially placed applause and stuff like that is all there. <laughs> yeah. But what oh. was kind of interesting about it, though, was uh, the the presentation of this video itself, it actually kind of sort of looked like something that Nintendo would actually do in terms of, yeah. like, say, the video presentation stuff. But uh, I'm trying to think of what else that I saw that was uh, a little bit questionable inside the video. Well, another thing in mind is Nintendo does not usually unveil specific types of games and stuff like that unless they're 8 to 10 months maybe before release. That's something that they're known for, with the exception of being maybe Legend of Zelda, which they did last E... Not, not even last E3. Like last... What was it? December. Last December. And that game got delayed, you know, so it was supposed to come out within about a year of that, so... But, uh, but yeah, one more thing I have to say though in regards to like uh, 
this whole thing itself, Nintendo has always been a stickler about the quality control of their games being on their own platforms. And the thing about it is this whole you know, aspect of being able to play on your tablets, on your iPhone, have all the touchable buttons, that does not resonate at all with what Nintendo does with their philosophy and their games. They concerned with gameplay first, which means on their own devices, their 3DS, their Wii U, their game control stuff, buttons. If they're even going to remotely do, do the streaming stuff, it would be like little mobile games like Pokemon Shuffle, which is actually coming to iOS and Android devices later this year. Son of a bitch. It is. <laughs> I know. I saw the press release. I'm not happy about it. I kind of am, though, because it's it's the right type of game to release on those type of devices. Well, because I'm going to play it again. That's why I'm not happy about it. <laughs> and now it's easier for me to do it because I can do it anywhere instead of just at home on Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, what do you think about it, Tyler? Um, so I'm, I'm leaning more towards it being fake. Um, but I will say, and I'm, I'll jump, we'll jump to the specs. Uh, it, it did say it's going to have... Um, 500 gigabyte um, hard drive in it. Uh, they showed a picture of what the console in this video is supposed to look like. <laughs> it looks basically like a Wii U, um, which the Wii U kind of looks a lot like a Wii. So I can under- like that part is I can buy. Well, let me as far as like they might stay like 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 you look at the consoles really all together. Like they kind of the minor changes to the the look of it, but they all kind of overall have the same look. Um, or the same general look, but as far as what they're going for, it looks like so they're saying you can stream um, uh, Wii U games and Wii games onto your Wii U tablet. Wii U tablet says, "Are you Wii U game?" It actually said something about maybe streaming 3DS games itself, which is kind of another red flag too, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and it showed Link to the Past, and it looked like it was like a remake, like an, almost like an HD remake, Link to the Past. Um, on it, or maybe that might have been linked to the link between worlds. Um, it was a link that. between worlds, yeah. Was it okay? Because it was look, it was obviously shot from like a camera phone. It wasn't like it was a, like the actual presentation itself. Yeah, um, this basically but, looks like some sort of video presentation that some dude, you know, like uh, recorded from his little iPhone or something like that on the computer that he had running this thing with everything being dark and all that other shit, you know. Yeah. Um, but just kind of looking at overall what they're talking about in this, um, it also has like a like the the Wii U Game pa- uh, Pro controller that looks like it's supposed <laughs> to be the main controller for this console. It was photoshopped uh, kind of, really badly too. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically is just a, it looks like a th- uh, three sixty or an Xbox One controller. Um, but just kind of going off overall, if this was a real thing, it's called uh, it's also called Nintendo Cross, according to um, the supposed the, the video. Yeah. Um, so the big thing they were showing is you can like stream um, Wii U games, and 3DS games onto your gamepad, the Wii U gamepad, uh, your 3DS, or onto your uh, maybe not the 3DS, but onto like a, a, a tablet, like a like an iPad or something like that, or an iPhone or whatever. Um, and it showed people like playing like Mario Kart 8 on the on street, like on the on their uh, tablet or whatever. Um, looking at that, um, I'm kind of cool with that as far as and like you said they're very protective over their ips and maybe i think it's about time they maybe you know not so much loosen up on their the way they kind of control their ips but kind of overall how they look at kind of the general if they want to be a big time player and i know they've always wanted like kind of go the beat of their own drum and do their own little thing while sony and microsoft are doing their big thing um 
there, there's a big chunk of pie I think Nintendo is missing out on that um, they could they can get into with this current generation. I know it maybe they don't want to jump into it because they know they'll just be third, so they can just easily do their own thing and be successful with it. I agree. And they can say, hey, I'm not we're not really trying to compete with these guys. We're trying to be your own thing. Um, but I think there is really good opportunity for them if they want it. They really tried. They, if they kind of made it more like the other consoles, but did their own thing with it, uh, with the new console, they could definitely be a viable player in this console war. I would um, actually agree with you for a lot of those reasons. Yeah, I mean, they have. You look at the virtual console thing alone. If they did a better job with that, that's a big money maker for them. Like they have a big, huge library that dates back thirty years that my, that Sony doesn't have and that Microsoft definitely doesn't have. Um, that they can play around with and that nobody else, none of those guys can have. They don't have the, there's no way they can get those, there's no way those games will ever be on any of their consoles and there's people that will love to play those over and over, will buy them over and over and over again. Very true. Um, So, like, the whole tablet thing, I kind of dig that idea as far as, like, the big thing, remember when when they first announced the Wii U gamepad was um, that, oh, there'll be games you could play Two, uh, you can use two gamepads in one game, but we've never seen that. And but sound, so maybe this is a way around it. And there's a several console games where, like, there's a Jack in the Box game. A Jack is a Jack in the Box or Jack? <laughs> Jack, Jack you don't know Jack? Yeah. Um, there's, but like, you don't use the regular uh, like PS4 controller, Xbox One controller. Everybody uses like a cell phone. Like, if you have a smartphone, you can use that's your controller. Um, and that's kind of more games are doing that. Uh, they're getting more into the um, the mobile division of games. So that kind of makes sense where they're going. I'm not saying I believe this, but if what we're seeing out of this is what it is, I'm kind of interested. And I talked to a friend about it, and he said his um, he doesn't like it so much because he likes that Nintendo does their own thing, um, and that you know, he he doesn't want it to be more of what Sony and Microsoft are doing. And I and I understand that. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's not. I didn't buy the Wii U or the Wii because I thought it was really cool. I, I, the Wii I bought because I was interested in the motion control, but I didn't buy the Wii U because I thought the gamepad was a really cool thing. I bought the Wii U, and I primarily played the Wii a lot because I like the games that Nintendo gives me, and I can't get those games anywhere else, and plus the virtual console and things of that nature. So, I could see myself, and if, if we have, they had really good third-party support, the primary, maybe not the primary controller, but they focus a lot more on kind of a regular controller along with something on the, else on the side that you can also use and then like a Nintendo twist on it. Um, this could be a big-time console for them. They're, they have a, they have great franchises. They have more first-party franchises than any other uh, console maker does. So that gives them a, a leg up right off the bat. Um, and if they got... Really, if they had some serious um, third-party support, they're, they're, they are, like I said, a very viable option in this console war that we are in. Uh, where you see so many different companies trying to jump into this and failing incredibly, like the Ouya. Um, and I think even Amazon released their own console or whatever. You hardly ever hear um, about that either. Yeah, like the Ouya is pretty much a, already a failure. Um, there's a few other ones that have basically kind of come and gone. And you know, people are trying to jump into it, and nobody else can really do it. It's, it's almost locked with Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo off to the side there. So I, I think they could, they, they, they could get into this. There is. Definitely, and Nintendo will always. I mean, like you, we can't think of it because Nintendo is Nintendo. They have all these crazy ideas, and they um, normally are the first of the curve. Sometimes a lot of their concepts, even like years ahead of their time, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with Nintendo, I think Nintendo, if they really wanted to, if they kind of change their mindset, um, 
on things and they're so sometimes you can some maybe some of the reason they're so successful is how um kind of protective they are over things but i think more times than not it hurts them like just overall look at them with like uh like you go back to the 64 with the cartridges the only reason they use the cartridges because even though they're way more expensive and they were way less powerful they don't want people to pirate through games the gamecube they made the disc really small and they're way less powerful because they didn't want to pirate. pirate yeah and, they, and they've done certain things that you could to their detriment and since then as well to to them as well you know that were that they probably could have been much bigger than they are today that's hurt them like just with the whole that with the 64 thing that hurt them with they lost final Fantasy 7 they lost so many thir- basically that's when they lost their, their third party support and it's been 20 years and they really have never fully gained it back um so th- they can definitely get back into this uh, i'm kind of rambling at this point but i i gabe is kind of the same way jack whatever we both really like Nintendo. Um, you can argue that I guess we are Nintendo fanboys essentially. Um, I'm more of, um, hmm. I guess I'm more optimistic Nintendo than I am anything else. So that's why I, I sort of like am I... as well, though. And you know, in the yeah. case in the case of what I feel Nintendo should do, right on the the cru- the cusp of the future of what they want to do and stuff like that. I kind of in agreement with one of your friends and stuff like that where I like when Nintendo does their own things and stuff like that because that makes them different than the various competition, which the competition is so poised to be against each other, just providing the same type of content, the same type of things, mm-hmm. barring exclusives, that when Nintendo comes out with a device or even with like a console itself, it feels unique, even if it's not like as successful as it maybe should be. I mean, you had Shigeru Miyamoto go on record and stuff like that, you know, presenting why the gamepad itself was a failure because of the rise of the, you know, tablet gaming and all that other stuff going on there. Yeah. But... And also, the gamepad's incredibly expensive, too. They make. Oh, yeah. Plus, you can't even buy an additional gamepad in the damn store because of that type of shit without yeah. having to turn in your whole fucking console into Nintendo. I've never had to do that, but I know people who have, and they're not too happy having to pay over $100 in order to fix this yeah, the stuff. the gamepad's more expensive than the console. Yeah, like that's the exactly situation. the thing. But, you know, what I feel Nintendo is probably going to go inside this direction is because, you know, I feel the direction that they are going to go is possibly Gap. I know I've heard this before, and I know other people have said this before, and this probably is not going to be the last time you'll hear it, but uh, it's got to have to be some sort of console that bridges some sort of gap between handheld and mobile, you know, like handheld and, like, uh, console gaming, you know? It's got to have to be something that if I'm playing this thing on my console and stuff and then take it out of a dock or whatever the hell it is and take it with me on the go or something like that, if they focus upon one core thing instead of, like, two devices like the Wii U and the 3DS, I think that they probably would have much successful of a little, you know, thing in order to do, you know, much successful, like, uh software stuff even though it's it would be kind of weird enough to begin with but uh but yeah that's like a that's like a talker story for another time and stuff like that yeah that's something we could i think we could go on and on about i don't know like i could understand like it's cool to do see something that do something different um but it's just kind of sometimes it's like i i feel like nintendo could probably be more successful um overall as a company and they wouldn't have so much hardship sometimes like for a long time there, it looked like we were like, are they gonna are they gonna be able to keep going? Are they gonna stop making consoles altogether? Like, are they gonna just be a, a game developer? What are they gonna be? 
because of them trying to it seems like sometimes they try so hard to be different yeah it hurts them well yeah the wii u especially they try to be different with that sort of that sort of thing and stuff and it's probably it's their worst selling console since the gamecube and the gamecube itself wasn't really that bad of a console either it had a lot of great games it had like 20 maybe like over 20 something million dollars worldwide in sales whereas the wii u right now is probably gonna hope that it's gonna get some sort of a lifetime accumulation thing across the world maybe of 25 million hopefully by its uh i think it's only like 10 or 11 million right now so well here's hoping that the zelda game actually like you know increases some more <laughs> sales and stuff in that regard but man yeah but i mean you look at like the game the, the wii u has definitely turned around in the last 18 months or so oh god yeah but you look at it what what sold it it wasn't the the thing came out and you can find the game you could find the console i remember going online and people were like the wii u came out today like that was the thing that happened today. That that was that, that new console launch, and people were talking about. I went up to the store like three days after it launched, and it was just like a bunch of them sitting there. I'm so not th- surprised. It wasn't, like, a, it wasn't a hot commodity when it first came out. No, it wasn't really a hot commodity really until the last probably year or so. It was. And, yeah, exactly. It's like a like and it's, we said it's before. What's though. and what's made it turn around in the last year? It's been the games. It's been Mario. Kart, it's been the games. Smash it's Brothers. been Amiibo. It's been Smash. It's been Mario Kart. And Splatoon yeah. as well. Yes, it's been it, to me. That's my argument is, and I think that's a pretty good argument is the fact that it's not the tech that sold the console; it's the games that sold the console. Yep. And sometimes, I and, and you can argue that maybe it's because they didn't have any damn games on it for like the first year and a half it came out, and that's been Nintendo's big issue with the 3DS and the Wii U. Yep, is that the game the thing come out and they don't support it almost for like the first nine months. Um, you get a couple of little games at the beginning, and then about a, you know next fall or something, you'll get something else. And then a couple months after that, you get something. Then finally, we got all these big games. Like we got five or six great games in like in the past twelve months for Nintendo. Yep. So finally, when it's supported, it does well. It's not that's my argument is that the tech's not going to sell it. The games are going to sell the console, and that's um, it. Unfortunately, Nintendo doesn't have. It's not like the PS4 and the Xbox One came out with essentially no big games for it. Like. There was one or two, but nothing big that you can you couldn't get on the 360 or PS3 that came out. And the things have already sold over 20 million each. Yeah, that's the thing that's most surprising about the, both the PS4 and the Xbox One. I mean, barring like specific like specific types of like games, like your Destinies, maybe like maybe like even like the oh gosh, I'm trying to think of other games that were for the Xbox One. But like yeah, Dead Rising 3 when it initially first came out and stuff like that. It's like just games. It just has not been. This like that big old start. It's been like a slow start for both the PS4 and the Xbox One, which I feel like is going to give Nintendo a benefit when they do release their next console, which I feel still will be in 2017. <laughs> yeah, I think it's if it's. I mean, if hopefully we have something big coming in the next year and a half after after this next 12 months, because like I got to talk about their E3 show. There's not a lot, um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's going to be 2017 for them as well. But uh, I guess we can go ahead and just move on to the end of the show. Do you, do you have a, a retro game of the week for us? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a retro game. I mean, I've been playing a bunch of retro games here. But uh, the retro game of the week I'm going to be going into is going to be Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance. Now, here's the thing. Mario Kart... Mario Kart up until like 2001 was just a exclusively a console game. You had Mario, yeah, you have Super Mario Kart that was on the Super Nintendo. You had Mario Kart 64, which that was a great successful game itself. 
But in between, like, the release of, say, like, the, the GameCube and the latter half of, like, uh, the N64's life cycle, there came a Mario Kart Super Circuit for the Game Boy Advance, which, uh, you know, in and of itself, it was a very successful, like, very, like, uh, like faithful recreation of uh, Mario Kart on the go. But, you know, even though some people may consider it, like, say, not as good as, say, like, say, Mario Kart for the DS, or maybe even, like, Mario Kart 8, or whatever the hell, or even Double Dash, for that matter, the fact of the matter is, the game itself is fundamentally plays the same like any other Mario Kart. And to say that this is probably the least favorable is, like, God, it's like saying this is the least shiniest of all the diamonds here that we've got collecting, you know? All of them are good, all of them are worth, like, a lot here, but at the same time, it's like... You know, for Mario Kart Super Circuit, it's like a very fun game on the go regardless. And because of the whole ambassadorship that I got for, like, buying the 3DS, like, the first 12 months of his release, I'm able to play it on my 3DS as I'm going, like, from place to place. And I- I'm just having a lot of fun with it. The first time I ever beat it was actually during this uh, last uh, week and stuff before the end of June. So it's like, it's it's just really cool because it's, it's sort of like an isometric type of, like... Uh, Mario Kart game, it just feels like a weird mix between, like, the graphic, like, sprites of, like, say, Mario 64 with that, the flat terrain of, say, like, like Super Mario Kart, and so you're going to all these levels, all these, like, various, like, things, and you know what, the rainbow, uh, here's one thing I really notice about the Super Circuit, though, the Rainbow Road, <laughs> that whole course in general has the castle from Paper Mario, like, Bowser's, like, floatable castle from Paper Mario, like, right in the background, and everything else is, like, from those whole, like, skew of Mario games that were on the 64. Which, that was, like, really cool. It's really cool, especially since it's remixed with the the Rainbow Road-like thing from Super Mario Kart. And it makes it, like, even more, like, cool-looking and stuff like that. But uh, the game is still fun. I still play as, like, like Mario. still play as, like, bits of, like, a Luigi or DK or whatever the hell... But uh, Mario Kart Super Circuit is a very good game, and if you're interested in buying it and stuff like that, you know, places like Amazon, places like eBay and stuff like that, you could still get it for, I'm not too sure how much, and I'm not too sure when it's going to come out for, like, the Wii U's Virtual Console, since they've been really adamant about putting out, like, Game Boy Advance games as of late. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yes, that's my retro game of the week, Mario Kart Super Circuit. Very nice. Um... Go ahead and go on to the conclusion. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook group and a page, uh, Generation Gaming, on both of those. Uh, we are on Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Twitch, Gen Gaming Net. Um, so follow us on there or subscribe, like, whatever um, you do on those, respe- on those sites, respectively. Um, I was your host this week. I was Tyler. And I'm the Jack of Hearts. Love you guys. And later. Bye. GG. Alex. Rock and roll McDonald's.